Hi everyone, and welcome to your weekly episode of Astro Phoenix Astrology. I'm your host, Roseanne Supernault. I am your resident astrologer, shit talker, extraordinaire, and everyone's favorite triple Virgo. Yes, that's right, sun, moon, and rising. And I'm here to talk about your weekly horoscope, the planetary transit, the powers that be, and to probably give you some unsolicited advice that you didn't really need. Enjoy. Danse, hello world. Welcome everyone to the first podcast of Astro Phoenix Astrology. My name is Roseanne Supernault, and I am your resident astrologer. Many of you formerly know me as an actress, but as of late, I have very much started to open up this really wonderful part of my life and, and an integral part of my life, which has to do with astrology. First and foremost, I just want to thank everyone who has tuned in to listen to this podcast, the first of many. I'm very excited about this endeavor, and it's something that has been percolating in my mind for quite some time. And I, I have had the good fortune of doing natal charts for many of you who follow me on Instagram and on my social media, and for that I also thank you. If you're in line for a chart, trust me, I am working my hiney off, making sure to get all of those done and emailed out to all of you. Today's episode, and the first episode of the Astro Phoenix series, is called Love and Liars. An interesting title, to say the least. I know that out there in the world of social media, Uh, There has been great exposure happening from the world of astrology. We are seeing this huge resurgence of really just astrology through meme culture where people are having a lot of fun. And one of my favorite things about it is people are starting to understand that there is so much depth that astrology has to offer all of us. And I think for a long time, astrology sort of got a bad rap and it had this stigma attached to it. And I know it did because in my younger life, it it was a part of why I kept it hidden and it was a part of why I kept it concealed. I just didn't know that it was something that people wanted to talk about. I used to feel rejected when I would talk about it and I, I wanted to share a little story that sort of popped up in my mind when I was formulating my concepts and ideas for this uh, podcast this evening. My connection to astrology, it, it, I feel like astrology is one word for it, but I think that for a long time I've had a really strong connection to this higher sense of divine being that existed beyond the atmosphere of our own world. And what comes to mind is in my childhood, one of my earliest memories from when I was about five years old, I was on a road trip with my father, my brother, and my mother. And I remember sitting in the passenger seat and resting my head against the passenger window. And it was nighttime and we were driving from my home community of East Prairie Métis Settlement to Edmonton, Alberta. And on these trips that I would take, I had a habit of resting my head on the window and looking up at the stars. 
and out at this vast, vast, deep, dark sky for hours at a time. And in one particular memory, I I remember being so filled with wonderment, fascination, joy, and fear because it was so immensely vast. I would I would really just let my mind wander for until I lost track of time and I would be looking at the stars and watching for shooting stars and looking at the moon and wondering what it all meant and just feeling so absolutely tiny in this little human body and wondering like what am I doing here and what is this all about and seeking answers and just naturally feeling inclined to look up at the stars to look up at the sky to find some sort of meaning or depth for what what was happening in the world around me and I remember being so absolutely overwhelmed with my tininess that I closed my eyes and I just looked away from the stars and I just broke down crying and that sensibility and that feeling of feeling so small is something that that has carried on in my life in a multitude of ways and whenever I come back to the stars and whenever I come back to astrology I do tend to feel like I'm looking for answers and that's not to say that my own culture is a nihil squeal that that I haven't found answers or or that have given me more greater bigger questions but has also given me this really strong sense and this really strong empowerment that it's okay to ask questions it's okay to question a greater power it's okay to wonder what it's all about it's okay to not even believe in in a higher power and there were some years in my life where I didn't. I thought, you know what? Maybe this is all that it is. Maybe it's just we're in these bodies, then we die, and then it's blackness, and that's it. Uh, I don't exist in that space anymore, but it's it's where I had to go in order to learn a lot of lessons. And I hope through this podcast that anything that I can, any information, any any lessons that I've learned by studying the stars and studying the planets, I hope that it only ever brings you some sort of sense of peace and brings you a sense of joy or happiness with your own life and the things that you're experiencing. The title, <laughs> Love and Liars, it, it has to do with where the planets are at now. So how these episodes are going to work is that for the most part, um, some some episodes I will be on my own, but I'm very excited to be seeking out guests for my podcast. And What I wanted to do is look at the week that we're in and look at the time that we're in and just discuss uh, where the planets are and where the transits are, what transits are happening and how they're affecting us. We just entered Pisces season and I want to give a major happy G day to my favorite Pisces of all, Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty, aka Rihanna um mad love to the queen of all things pisces and something that's really fascinating to me and why i love pisces so much as a triple virgo 
I am keenly aware of the energy that comes along with uh, with mercurial energy, energy from the planet of Mercury. And I've always been fascinated by and have so loved Pisces because they are on the opposite side. They are the yin to my yang. They are on the same axis as as me, the Virgo, the Virgo-Pisces axis. And I've just always loved their way of escapism, their way of getting away from it all, even within themselves. Uh, one of my favorite things I ever learned was that the zodiac wheel is actually a representation of the ages that we go through in life. So Aries would be like you are a newborn baby and that's where that high energy comes from and their desire to just get their hands on things, to take risks, to jump head first into things. Virgo is very much like midlife crisis time, constantly in a state of trying to get your shit together and never feeling like your shit is together. Uh, Capricorn is this representation of the 10th house of fame and honors and midheaven. It's our public, uh, how we are, how we are seen by the public. It's the representation of that sea goat who has reached the top of the mount, the proverbial mountain who has this 401k has his shit together. Uh, Pisces is at the very end of the Zodiac. And Pisces very much represents a time in life where you're at the end of your days or your time is coming to a close. And the beautiful thing about Pisces people is that they actually carry a little bit of each of the sign in them. Because if you consider an elder and you consider what the Pisces sign represents, it's an elderly person who's almost on their way to the spirit world and they're about to make that journey back home and they have lived a full life. The Pisces has experienced everything that there is to experience in this world through all those various ages and they therefore carry a lot of wisdom. I mean, one of their co-rulers is Jupiter, who is this immense immense planet who represents all things wisdom especially old 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 soul wisdom mad shout out to all the pisces there for all of you being so empathetic and so compassionate i mean there is no no truer empathy that exists in human beings than anyone with strong pisces placements now carrying on into this week that we're in and Shout out to everyone who survived that mag- magnificent Virgo moon, that Virgo full moon. I felt it intensely as a triple Virgo, and I think it's one of the reasons I had the impetus to finally start my podcast. So we're moving into a time right now where the Sun, Mercury, and Neptune are all transiting Pisces. So depending on who you are and who your rising sign is, for myself as a Virgo rising, that means that the Sun, Mercury, and Neptune are currently transiting my seventh house of others, of relationships, of marriage. And I'm very much feeling that. And like, let's say that you're in Aries rising, it'll be transiting through your 12th house. It's a good idea to look up what your rising sign is so that you can see which house in your natal chart that Pisces is falling in. Because Mercury is going to be making her retrograde, it's retrograde through Pisces for about... Uh, three or four weeks, I think there. So Mercury is spending an inordinate amount of time in Pisces right now. 
which is a part of why I named this podcast uh, Love and Liars, Sun, Mercury, and Neptune. The thing about them being in Pisces is that we got to have our wits about us this Pisces season, guys, because anytime Neptune is sitting there with other planets, Neptune is bringing, Neptune is actually the natural ruler of Pisces, and he's bringing this like very ethereal, dreamlike quality to the communication that is happening in our lives. But he is also bringing with him a fog, a haze. It can cause confusion. It can cause miscommunication. Our communication style can feel murk, really murky. And what's really interesting about this is that because Neptune is sitting right there with Mercury in the sun, Mercury is about communication uh, Neptune is about dreams and the sun rules the soul. So we are transiting a time where the sun is exposing some liars. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but in, in this particular instance, I'm I'm referencing the actor Je- Jesse Smollett, who survived this apparent hate crime and I only say apparent now before I was simply calling it a hate crime because that's what it appeared to be and this is what Neptune does is he can make things appear like they are one thing and then all of a sudden you're seeing it as something completely different and unfortunately in this in this event um it's coming out that he's being accused of having set up this hate crime and with all due respect to the guy I have no idea what would consume a person to do that and I think that there's a major lesson that all of us are going to be learning as this unfolds and I will touch more on that later and before we do I I want to touch on what Venus has been up to so leading up to uh, Valentine's Day, kind of around the end of January, going into the middle of February, uh, Venus was making these excellent transits with Jupiter and Neptune, which would have brought this really immense, expansive feeling because Venus rules love and beauty. Jupiter is all about expansion, and Neptune again just brings in that dream quality, dreamlike quality to things that we're doing in our lives. And in this particular instance, it had to do with all things love which is ruled by Venus so leading up to the end of January that beginning of February we were very much feeling that love could conquer all that love is this really expansive powerful energy we may have been having daydreams about exes that maybe we wanted in our life or crushes that we have or giving people this really strong benefit of the doubt which could have been this confusion or this haze that was caused by Jupiter but or sorry that was caused by Neptune but then Venus made this move where she went and transited with Saturn and Pluto who couldn't be any more different from sitting her sitting with Jupiter and Neptune. Saturn is, is father time. He rules Capricorn. It's the dark side of the moon. Saturn actually has some correlations to literally the term Satan in certain regards. Um, not to say it's satanic sorry but it 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 does rule this like dark side of the moon quality saturn is about karma he is father time he is about legacy he's about taking things very seriously um 
Pluto, the natural ruler of Scorpio, is very much about power and domination. So Venus made this move from Jupiter and Neptune sitting with them for a while, and then she found herself sitting with with Saturn and Pluto, which very much made a lot of us start to think very seriously about love. What does love actually mean to us at the end of the day? Um, sitting with Pluto, it's like power dynamics and how does love manifest into obsessiveness, into these obsessions with people. These It, it just brings this, compl- it couldn't be any more different, any more yin and yang, where Venus is going through these very intense transits where it's just this dreamlike quality, where you just see the absolute best in people, you're giving people the benefit of the doubt in all things love, and then very suddenly you're taking things seriously, you're looking at facts, you're questioning the things that you do and do not love in life, and Venus made all of these really fascinating transits, and it's it's in a time just before we are seeing this exposure of liars. Um, Even just today or yesterday, uh, we were seeing on social media that it has come to light that Jordan, Kylie Jenner's best friend Jordan, um, was caught having an affair of some sort with her Kylie sister Khloe Kardashian um her baby daddy Tristan Thompson and he's much older than her and it's just coming out that something went down the family dynamic seems to be imploding the last that I looked at it Jordan was moving out of Kylie's back into her parents so when we have this this Neptune planet of of fogginess and dreamlike qualities and it's sitting there with mercury and the sun is sitting there with them what what i'm seeing and what i'm intuiting is that we're in a time where liars are being exposed in the world around us in the media in ourselves in our home and i think that this week strong very strongly we are being asked to question what love means to us. What is conditional love? What is unconditional love? You know, if if I was having these sort of planetary transits and I were if I were in just for example Kylie Jenner's position, I would be asking myself something like, what does love mean to me? Uh, Like I said, Venus, the planet of love, just went through these transits where she was sitting with Jupiter, she was sitting with Neptune, so she had this very dreamlike quality about everything that love can be, all the fantastic things that love can be for us in our lives. And And then soon after, moving in with Saturn and Pluto, which has to do with power dynamics and obsessiveness and seriousness about boundaries and restrictions of love and i think that because of those transits and because of this pluto or sorry this uh, pisces energy that we're entering into now and pisces very much has to do with the soul it has to do with spiritual awakening it's almost like a veil that is being lifted between the world of flesh and the world of spirit because pisces people can feel everything immensely and that is the time that we are transiting right now with the sun the center of our universe so a lot of us are going to be asked to question what does love mean to me what does 
being intimate with another human being mean to me? Where, where do I draw the line? Where do I draw the line between loving myself unconditionally and loving another person unconditionally to the point where I compromise my own sense of love, my self-love, my self-gratitude? Where is that line and when do I say when? Is it in Kylie's instance? And I, I mean, I'm a millennial. Like, we all grew up watching the Kardashians. And this is just an example that I'm using, guys, because it just happened. It was just in the news. And it, and it's a kind of thing where you're like, do I draw the line at my best friend um, messing around with my sister's baby daddy? For Chloe, it's do I... Is this where I draw the line? And it seems like she doesn't draw the line when it's coming to men. And I, she must really be experiencing this right now. Like this really strong sense of like, what does love mean to me? And where do I draw the line of someone hurting me? It's it's like that Bob Marley. I think it's a Bob Marley quote where he says, um, like the people we love are the ones that hurt us, basically. I don't, sorry, I don't know what the exact quote is. Um, so then it's just that you choose who you love because you're going to get hurt inevitably. So then what we're doing is what Venus is asking us to question what love means to us individually on an individual level. And it's happening to us in a time where the sun is transiting the most spiritual aspect of this dimension that we are living in. Because Pisces energy, like I said... Um, there, there are three water signs in the zodiac. There is Cancer, there is Scorpio, and there is Pisces. And all of them feel things immensely, but in their own unique way. So for instance, Cancer is I feel me. Scorpio is I feel you. Pisces is I feel everything. So we're very much in this time where we just finished Valentine's Day. We just finished these really strong Venus transits. You know, Uranus is moving into Taurus from Aries. Chiron is just entering Aries where we're looking at healing ourselves and our ego. Uranus is going to bring all of these disruptions in technology with with things to do with comfort, Taurus rules, those tectonic plates. So we're going to literally be seeing some earthquakes that are probably going to be coming up in March, I'm thinking, or onward. And for the next eight years, it's very, a lot of astrologers, they're predicting there's going to be a lot more earthquakes and therefore also volcan- volcanic eruptions. So on on the note of volcanic eruptions, we are very the next two weeks are absolutely pinnacle on an energetic level, guys. And I really implore you to use these Venus transits to look within yourself and look at your inner emotional foundation of where you can't live your life without a strong foundation. So really take this time, guys. Have a have a nice salt bath. Really sit there. If you have your natal chart, map it out and look at what your Venus transits were doing. Which houses were they in? How were they affecting you over the past month? Things are moving and shaking, guys. And we're seeing this really unorthodox. And I think it's also because we were in Aquarius season two where Uranus is there and he's having this really strong energy on all human beings. 
where you get these sort of trickster energies, um, Mercury, Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury and Mercury is Hermes and he also represents this very strong trickster energy. So if you imagine that trickster energy of the Mercury that rules Virgo and Gemini, the higher octave of him is Uranus who rules Aquarius. Aquarius is the master trickster. He is the master trickster. So we were just in a time where tricksters were very much having their heyday. And now they're running into this like Pisces, giant Pisces wave of water, this like literal wall where it's washing over them and it's like exposing the truth for what it is of tricksterdom. And we're having this very spiritual awakening where we're seeing people lie and we're having to choose to love them in spite of it all. That is our choice. We all openly trusted Jesse when he said that he was attacked, when it hit the news, we trusted him. And in the fashion of the high functioning trickster spirit who is functioning at such a powerful octave that he literally pulled the wool over all of our eyes. And now we're in these weeks, these pinnacle weeks where we've been assessing and analyzing love the planet of Venus of love for the past month or so and we're having to ask ourselves when the trickster pulls the wool over our eyes do we love him in spite of it all because in my most humble opinion forgiveness is the highest octave of love and it's not for me to say I mean if if people are abusing you don't get me wrong don't get me wrong some people need a damn kick in the pants you know like Chloe's got to kick that guy to the curb like he's made one two that's my most humble opinion it's not my business but that's my most humble opinion it's like where's the line where's the line but we are being asked to ask ourselves that question for whatever reason we are being asked to accept or deny this trickster energy, this Neptune Mercury energy, where the sun just like rushed in there and very quickly exposed liars. And yeah, like I said, we're having to decide if we love them in spite of it all. So with that all being said, um, I'm going to wrap things up here so it doesn't go on forever and ever. I thank you very much for joining me for my first podcast. It was the full moon in Virgo yesterday and oh my god did I feel it on so many levels. Uh, I implore you to really do some research on your natal chart, your houses, how astrology is affecting you in this moment. And I I mean, it's one thing... <laughs> We are at a critical time astrologically, guys. There are energy portals that are opening up right now. There are very powerful intentions that we can be setting for the next 8 to 10 years that are really going to change the world. And now more than ever, I think, is the time for us to sit down and really do that. So I implore you, I really do, because there are some very powerful energy dynamics that are setting us up for like a 10 or 20 year cycle right now in the next in the past couple weeks and for the next couple weeks and I'm not the master of the universe I'm a messenger I am learning about these things and I'm trying to teach people as I go and I hope that you enjoy learning these lessons with me and I hope that in your heart of hearts wherever you are you 
use these Venus transits and this time in Pisces season to meditate, spend time on your own, take your salt baths, and to really ask the question of compromise, the question of love, and ask yourself, where do you draw the line? Where do I draw the line for loving myself, for loving others, and can I love someone from a distance? You all take care. You have a great day. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys again next week. Take care. Bye.